1967, the island nation of Singapore was experiencing an unusual phenomenon. On a regular morning in the general hospital, a couple and their 16-year-old son rushed into the building. Hearing the commotion they were causing, doctors came over quickly to assess the problem. The frightened boy was clutching a part of his body with all the strength he had, fearing that it was shrinking. He told the doctors that if he did let go and allow it to shrink, he would be dead within the next few minutes. That body part was, strangely enough, his penis. An average of 80 people a day called hospital dispensaries all over the island, fearful of the disease they called koro or soyang in Mandarin. The condition was said to stem from ingestion of tainted pork and caused a panic that was so severe it almost brought the sale of pork in the country plummeting to a complete stop. After a week of accelerating case numbers, the Singapore Medical Association and the Ministry of Health had to run public service announcements to declare that Koro was just a psychological condition and was non-fatal. This managed to finally dispel the fear among the population, and soon everything was back to normal. A study team was charged with finding out the cause of the panic, and they came to the conclusion that Koro was a syndrome linked with cultural indoctrination. Funnily enough, this sort of phenomena has been a common occurrence throughout history, referred to with a term you might have heard before, mass hysteria. Welcome to Curious Tales, a podcast where we explore unexplained and strange stories in the region of Southeast Asia. We'd like to think of ourselves as normal, rational people, completely in control of our actions and thoughts. But what happens when that control we think we have is suddenly ripped away from us? Around noon on April 24th, 1979, in Woodsville Secondary School, a few students began to exhibit peculiar behavior. They seemed to go into a sort of trance-like state, some students even stiffening, staring into empty space, while others began to throw violent fits. The condition seemed to be contagious spreading to students that came into contact with the affected persons. Teachers watched, bewildered, as students cried and yelled. One student even started to perform dance-like movements similar to the Kuda Kapang, a traditional Malay wedding dance. This went on for three days, with teachers struggling to restrain the hysterical students. Any attempts of communication with them didn't work. 48 students were affected, with most being sent to hospitals for treatment. Many offered explanations for what happened that day, and most tended to place the blame on causes that weren't flesh and bone. Teachers who witnessed the events unfold claimed that seven boys in the school were, for the fun of it, attempting to contact spirits within the school grounds. They had smeared their palms with oil to be rubbed against a talisman of some kind, hoping that the simple ritual would work. And it seemed as though it did. 28 of the students who went hysterical reported seeing legless apparitions that would appear in their trances, each giving different descriptions of them. Witnesses were reluctant to discuss what happened that day in detail, the incident leaving the school in a state of fear and anxiety. Who wouldn't feel afraid after seeing your friend turn into something unrecognizable right in front of your eyes? Another unexplained occurrence of mass hysteria in the country happened at the Telecommunications Authority of Singapore. 
Some of the telephone operators were getting ready to call it a day when suddenly a piercing scream shook the call center. They turned to see a colleague of theirs, wide-eyed in a trance, followed by more and more screams from the others who were around the same area. After three hours of wrestling them down and administering sedatives to them, the entranced telephone operators described seeing spirits much like the students of Woodville did, and that they had entered their bodies, which caused their erratic behavior. This incident was never reported to the industrial authorities. But that doesn't mean that it was forgotten. The bizarre sight of people they knew, who were of sound minds, changing, yelling unintelligible words, vomiting and frothing at the mouth, was sure to send a chill down their spines long after they left it behind. The outbreak started at 7pm on a Saturday evening. A woman, a factory worker, was going about her shift when she suddenly let out a terrifying scream and fell to the ground. A factory supervisor and a few of her colleagues thought it best to carry her to the clinic on the upper floor so she could rest and recover from whatever had affected her. But on the way there, she awoke and started screaming again and struggling with them. It took some time to calm her down, and when she did, they sent her home and resumed their work. An hour later, they heard it again. The loud, awful scream they heard from before. Only this time, it was another one of the workers who was causing the commotion. This woman also worked in the same section as the one who was sent home earlier and was displaying the very same mannerisms and hysterics. As the night wore on, a few other workers were saying how they had a sudden feeling of being frightened by something, and had spells of fainting like the first woman. The strange happenings that night reached their climax, when yet another female worker, who was stationed nearby the area of the other affected workers, went into a deep trance. When she eventually spoke, her voice had changed. The voice said that it was a spirit or jinn, and commanded the supervisor to halt the factory lines immediately. The woman then turned violent, screaming like the ones before. The supervisor had no choice but to shut down the operations for the night. But when the factory reopened after two days, more cases of hysterics and possessions emerged. Factory workers experienced the same feelings of being frightened, screaming and fainting, Another woman fell into a trance, spitting, kicking, and slapping her colleagues in a violent rage, laughing maniacally between her screams. She was then brought to the factory office, where she just laughed and said, Do you know who I am? I am the jinn, picking up an ashtray and threatening to smash it. A few other trance cases occurred, with one in particular going in and out of trances three different times. In the first trance, the woman just pointed her index finger around the room and did not respond to any questions that were asked. After some time, she spoke saying the bathrooms in the factory were, quote, dirty, end quote, and that they needed to be cleansed but not with water. Upon recovering and falling into another trance, she threatened to strangle the girls in the factory one by one if they did not clean the place by 1 a.m. that night. Throughout the ordeal, Personnel members described her having a peculiar look on her face during her trances, all feeding into the suspicion that this was no ordinary psychological breakdown. Could they really be dealing with a spirit or force of some kind? The pandemonium even spread over to other factories in the area. 
but after a few days the phenomenon grinded to a halt, and those who worked there could finally put the whole incident behind them. There is a lot we don't know about the human psyche. A logical explanation for these occurrences are our common cultural beliefs. Panic follows when we attempt to piece together an experience that can't be explained with what we know. And these alarming justifications we tell ourselves have a tendency to spread like wildfire, affecting those around us who share those beliefs. In modern day, we can see this in ourselves. During the COVID-19 outbreak that began in January 2020, people fearful for the future came out to fill their shopping carts with huge amounts of items from supermarkets and grocery stores, thinking that it was the only way to survive the epidemic. Some even fought one another just to have the last bag of toilet paper in the aisle, and racial prejudices against one another revealed themselves. Fear, it seems, shows our true colors. But another explanation exists beyond this one for the stories we share today. That the wisdom of the past and those who came before us are true. Could it be that we are attempting to deal with powers beyond what we can see? It's hard to say. But as long as stories like these exist, so too does the mystery. Thank you for listening to Curious Tales. This episode was researched and made by Ian Quack. If you would like to suggest peculiar and strange stories you might know within Southeast Asia, whether historical or present day, you can get in touch via Facebook or Instagram at The Curious Tales. Please subscribe to this podcast to continue to enjoy new stories. And we'll see you next time, as always, for another Curious Tale.